0: Welcome to Reinvent Healthcare, a podcast for health and wellness practitioners passionately committed to transforming our current broken, disease-focused system. Your host, Dr. Rita Marie Calzo, is devoted to helping you get results with complex health challenges like autoimmune, hormonal imbalances, and chronic health challenges caused by nutritional and lifestyle-induced imbalances. Here's your host, Dr. Rita Marie. Welcome back to Reinvent Healthcare, the podcast for health and wellness practitioners who are passionate about making a difference. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how poor sleep can impact blood sugar balance and insulin regulation. There are lots of studies that look at the impact of sleep disturbance on blood sugar regulation and type 2 diabetes. The statistics are startling. And it really does stress the importance of us supporting our clients and patients to get sound sleep on a regular basis. There's clear evidence that if you take healthy volunteers and force them into a schedule where sleep doesn't happen consistently throughout the night, the result is a decrease in glucose tolerance and insulin sensitivity. There's also an established connection between type 2 diabetes and sleep disorders like insomnia and obstructive sleep apnea. Apnea affects about two-thirds of people with type 2 diabetes, and its severity affects glycemic control. The more severe the apnea, the lower the insulin sensitivity. Studies that have been conducted on mostly young, healthy adults without obesity or any diabetes risk factors have examined the effects of reduced sleep under controlled conditions in a lab. There was a consistent association with decreased insulin sensitivity in the range of 25 to 30% after as little as four to five days of insufficient sleep. So there's reliable evidence that insufficient sleep has an adverse effect on glucose tolerance and can bring people who are otherwise healthy into a state of pre-diabetes. Glucose levels rise over the night naturally as part of the human circadian rhythm, usually somewhere between 4 and 8 a.m. for someone with normal sleep schedule. We call that the dawn effect. In a healthy person... Insulin can handle the surge by telling muscle, fat, and liver cells to absorb the glucose from the blood, which keeps it stable. Blood sugar fluctuations that occur overnight are normal. They're not a cause for concern for healthy people. But we know that for people who have unhealthy blood glucose regulation, for people who are type too diabetic or who are pre-diabetic or what we at the Institute of Nutritional Endocrinology call pre-insulin resistant, those people need to be concerned because every time there's a compromise to the amount of sleep, that's going to impact overall the blood sugar balance. We know that getting less than seven hours of sleep a night on a regular basis makes it much harder to manage diabetes. And we also know that most people, especially in the U.S., get less than seven hours of sleep per night. It's very common to have people having less than six hours. When people get too little sleep, it increases insulin resistance, but it also increases appetite the next day and reduces satiation after eating. That's because getting too little sleep impacts the hormones leptin and ghrelin. Leptin controls satiation after eating and ghrelin controls hunger. What I find personally, and you might've had that experience, is that I am starving after a day of very little sleep or a night of very little sleep. And I find that my patients, my clients tell me the same thing. So getting a good night's sleep is super important to keep appetite under control. And when appetite's out of control, that's going to lead to more disordered eating patterns that can contribute to disordered blood sugar. So for those people who actually already have diabetes or are likely to get it, have insulin resistance or family history, insulin can't do the job of keeping the sugar under control during the night. It can't bring it back down when the natural circadian rhythm brings the sugar up and those people are likely to be at higher risk. So let's talk about some of the metabolic and biochemical changes that occur as a result of poor quality sleep. And these are assumed to be some of the underlying causes of the insulin resistance promoting effects of poor sleep. Well, number one, cortisol is increased by sleep deprivation. That's a stress hormone. When cortisol goes up, it results in increased glucose, increased release of glucose from the tissues to supply the energy to run away from hungry tigers. So that's kind of a normal response. But if we're getting uh, not enough sleep on a regular basis, people are going to have naturally higher levels of glucose, which is going to lead to insulin resistance. In normal sleep patterns, we have a hormone called growth hormone. You know about that one. It increases at various parts during the night, during our cycles. So it's supposed to go high enough during that first sleep cycle to put the body into a level of deep sleep and also to start the burn fat while you're mechanism that is one of those niceties of getting a good night's sleep. So in normal sleep patterns, growth hormone increases as the glucose increases during sleep, which helps to keep the glucose levels steady and stable. In irregular sleep, lowers the growth hormone surges and then decreases fat burning. Oxidative stress and inflammation are super important factors in contributing to insulin resistance, in contributing to damage to the insulin receptors that leads to a poor uptake of glucose by the cells. Oxidative stress and inflammation are increased by sleep deprivation. Thus, this affects the normal glucose levels. C-reactive protein is another marker of inflammation that's increased by sleep deprivation. When we have elevated C-reactive protein, that inflammation on the cell level, at the receptor level, it's going to increase insulin resistance. It's going to decrease insulin sensitivity. There's also a couple of other inflammatory markers like interleukin-6 and TNF-alpha. These are increased by sleep deprivation, and they can cause insulin resistance, again, at that cellular level when we have inflammation. There was a 1999 study that assessed carbohydrate metabolism, thyrotropic function, and the activity of the hypothalamic-pituitary-adrenal axis, and sympathovagal balance- In 11 healthy men, now, not a big study, right? But it was 11 healthy young men after time-restricted sleeping. So they had been restricted to sleeping four-hour nights for six nights. And they measured all these factors, these factors that relate to carbohydrate metabolism, thyrotropic function, and the activity of the HPA axis what was very very telling about this is that this was just 4 hours a night restriction for 6 nights right this is relatively short amount of sleep debt compared to what many people experience on a regular basis yet still this sleep debt in compared to measures that they took at the end of the sleep recovery period when participants were allowed to have 12 hours in bed per night for 6 hours the findings were astonishing As expected, glucose tolerance was lower in the sleep debt condition than in the fully rested condition, as were thyrotropin concentrations. Even the evening cortisol concentrations were higher, and the activity of the sympathetic nervous system was increased in the sleep debt condition. We know that when we're in the sympathetic dominant in the nervous system, we know that, of course, cortisol dominates, and we have increased insulin resistance as a result of increased glucose levels. The researchers concluded that sleep debt was a harmful impact on carbohydrate metabolism and endocrine function. These effects are similar to the effects seen in normal aging. Therefore, it was concluded that sleep debt might actually increase the severity of age-related chronic disorders. This is scary stuff, isn't it? And people, of course, are gonna blame insulin resistance on dietary restrictions, dietary excesses actually. But it's so much more than that. When we teach in our insulin resistance practitioner training in our sweet spot solution program for teaching people how to get control of their glucose, we focus on five factors. Nutrition is just one of those factors. Sleep is an important factor. Of course, stress and stress management and staying in more of a parasympathetic versus sympathetic mode is super important, as well as movement. And of course, things we've talked about all the time, which is the timing of all these activities, time-restricted eating, the timing of food in relationship to exercise and to bedtime and all these other things. So these are just really important things for us to be thinking about. These are just a small sampling of the studies that examine the impact of sleep deprivation on glucose regulation and insulin sensitivity. This reinforces for me the importance of adequate sleep, not just on diabetes or pre-diabetes or insulin resistance, but on we here at the Institute of Nutritional Endocrinology call pre-insulin resistance. That three decade period of time before people actually are diagnosed, where the levels are off and the symptoms are starting on a deeper level and maybe not even yet on an overt level. So, it's important for us to really study sleep regulation strategies and work with your clients to help them establish regular, deep, sound sleep, especially those with disordered metabolic function already. This is super, super important. Recall that recent studies have found that over 92% of the population is metabolically unwell. So sleep deprivation is not just critical for that small percentage that may already have diabetes. It's critical for all the people that you work with because 92% of the population is metabolically unwell. Let that sink in. Those are the people for whom sleep deprivation is going to be most profoundly impactful. That's the vast majority of the populations. And, you know, complications of glucose dysregulation contribute to all the major diseases. It's not just diabetes. It's cardiovascular disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, and many more. We owe it to our clients to work with them on optimizing their sleep patterns When you do, you're going to be rewarded with results like improved overall health and optimized endocrine function. And People are finally losing weight and they're overall going to be happy and satisfied with the care they're getting from you. You're going to ultimately save lives and you're going to restore balance to people's lives and people are going to be very happy. And as a result, they're going to start referring people to you. You're going to get more client referrals when you get great results. And if you focus on helping people with sleep, you focus on helping people to get the amount of sleep that they need to maintain overall glucose and insulin control, your clients are going to be happy. They're going to be successful. And we're going to avoid unnecessary suffering and even death that occurs when we ignore this. So I recommend that you download our free sleep guide. It's at reinventhealthcare.com forward slash sleep. Go into more details. We've got a lot of information in there about the nutrients and the foods and other things that you can help people with to optimize their sleep. And I also recommend you watch the other episodes in our sleep series to get more in-depth information about how to support your clients to get a good night's sleep and the importance of getting a good night's sleep beyond just glucose control. The more you master the art of teaching and empowering your patients and clients to use the power of lifestyle and nutrition to optimize their health, the better results you're going to get, which leads to happy clients in a thriving and fulfilling practice. That's what we all want, right? We, ha- we are here to help people. We want to use all of our tools. We want to fill the toolbox with all the tools we need to help people to have long and healthy lives. So go to reinventhealthcare.com forward slash sleep. And until next time, shine on. Thank you for listening to the reinvent healthcare podcast. Join the movement of practitioners that are guiding people to actually get well, rather than covering up their symptoms. Connect with us at ReinventHealthcare.com to access resources and tools that will empower you to create a thriving health practice.